Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Microsoft Innovative Educator Spotlight Series podcast. This is episode five. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Jeff Bradbury, and I hope you're having a great start to the fall weather here. I am here to share with you guys that it is almost that time where we are going to be celebrating digital connectiveness. Yes, it is the Skypeathon happening on November 29th and November 30th. There are so many amazing things that you can do using Skype in the classroom. Of course, what we're talking about here is visiting skypeathon.com s k y p e a t h o n.com last year when we had our skypeathon we had over 1 million miles of educators connecting with other educators worldwide this year we're looking to not only break the million we're not even looking to break 2 or 3 million we are looking to break 4 or 5 million miles of educators going across the world connecting their countries, connecting their communities, and most importantly, connecting their classrooms. There's, of course, three great steps that you can take to join the Skypeathon. First, we want you to reach out and join the educator community. Of course, you can find that over at skypeathon.com. After you've joined the educational community, reach out. Find another educator to reach out to and connect with. Maybe reach out to a professional to, re- to connect with into your classroom. Find that expert and learn how that you can connect with them over Skype. And then the third, see how you can get started to do this. That We actually have a sway that we're putting in our blog post notes here that's going to teach you all about connecting your students. My guest on the program today is not only a Skype master teacher, she is a fantastic expert at this. You're going to want to listen to our interview tonight with a great 6th and 8th grade math teacher. So stick around for that. Of course, we have other great ways that you can reach out and be a part of this show. We love it when you find us on Twitter. You can find me at TeacherCast, and you can also follow all the official hashtags over at Microsoft underscore EDU and also at OneNote EDU. All of our shows can be found over on TeacherCast.net slash M-I-E Spotlight, and you can subscribe to us over at TeacherCast.net slash M-I-E Audio and TeacherCast.net slash M-I-E Video to find our official YouTube playlists. We want to know what you think about this show. This is episode five. Thank you so much for joining us today. We want to hear your email over at feedback at teachercast.net. And one more time, thank you guys so much for joining us today. It has been an absolute pleasure getting a chance to meet all the MIEs on this show. And also, I want to bring you guys at some attention here. On the first and third Tuesday of every single month, we have a very special tweet meet where we have a chance to get together, not only as Microsoft Innovative Educators, but really as a global community. See, on the first Tuesday of every month, we have the hashtag OneNoteQ, where we have a tweet meet or a Twitter chat to discuss some of the wonderful issues happening in your classroom. And on the third Tuesday, we shift this hashtag a little bit to MSFT. EDU chat, essentially Microsoft EDU chat. That's on the third Tuesday of every month. Check it out. We have links right over here on the sidebar of this very webpage. Check it out. We're looking forward to having you there for our tweet meets on the first and third Tuesday of every single month. 
My guest today is a 16-year educational veteran teaching currently 6th through 8th grade math. She is a Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert, an, a regional lead, a state finalist for the President's Award for Excellence in Math and Science Teaching, a Kansas Horizon Award recipient, Wichita Business Journal 40 Under 40 honoree, and Wichita Family Magazine teacher who makes a difference award recipient. She's not only a master of using Skype in her classroom, but also she is a fantastic person to get to know. I want to bring on Miss Stacy Ryan. Stacy, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the MIE Spotlight Series. Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for being here. You have an, a, a resume that is has no equal. Other than the stuff that we just mentioned here, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, well, um, I live in Kansas, and I actually teach in the school where, um, in the same community where I grew up. So I say that I've never left since I was five. Um, when I was in a senior in high school, they hired me to coach the dance team and I stayed. And then they hired me right out of college to start teaching. So I've been, um, you know, I, I call it home and I've sat where my students are sitting. That is an awesome story because it, it kind of juxtaposes a little bit of where we are. You're saying that you, you're teaching in the same place you grew up, in the same place you used to live, and yet here you are, this teacher that has literally no boundaries and are teaching your students that you have no boundaries through the use of video conferencing. Let's kind of just jump into this. How did you get involved with teaching in a global environment to your students? Well, um, I first heard about using Skype in the classroom through my great friend, Diane Smokorowski, and I heard a little bit about it, and I knew that I could help my students see the math connections by bringing, bringing experts into my classroom that could talk about what we're learning in our math class. So that's how I first started using it many years ago, probably at least eight years ago. And so I just started, um, basically, if it was someone, if I knew someone that had a, what I thought my students would think is an interesting job, then I would ask them to Skype with my students. I've never had anybody say no, um, because it's such an easy thing to say yes to, to pop into a class for 20 minutes and work with students. Um, and so that's the, that's the way I first started using Skype in the classroom. And it was, it made such an impact with my students. Once I started doing that is when I stopped hearing the question of when will we ever use this? Um, students were able to see careers and experts that use the math that they were learning in our classroom in their life and in their career. Um, and in addition to that, it also exposes my students to different careers that they may not even know exist. So um, that's how I first started using Skype. Um, and over the last few years, I've started to um, connect with other classrooms as well through different projects and, and collaborations. And then also in the last couple of years, started um, using it for, well, definitely global learning all along, but um, for some service learning projects as well. So let me just get off the bat here. You are a math teacher. And one of the yeah. things that we sometimes hear, and I don't agree with this, is technology and math don't always mix. And, and I know things like the Surface tablets with the pens and the inks and OneNote, you know, we're breaking these boundaries. But what exactly are you doing in your math class bringing in other people? Are they coming in to teach algebra? Or are they coming in okay. to help with homework? What are you doing with all this yeah. stuff? Well, the, first of all, if they if 
someone says that math and technology, you know, um, that it's hard to connect, I would say we have to find a way because that's what motivates our students. That's the language they speak. So we have to find a way to, to connect that to what we're teaching. So um, when, when I first started using Skype in the classroom, which was solely to connect my students with experts. It, was, it wasn't to teach them the math concepts, but rather to show how they use the math concepts students were already learning in their careers. So it was more of the real world applications in doing so. And so we um, would Skype with many, many different professionals, all kinds of different fields that would talk about percents, fractions, decimals, equations, um, ratios and proportions and statistics all sorts of different experts that could help students see that what they were learning in middle school actually was important later in their life. Well, my first experience with connecting with an expert that launched a um, project-based learning was with um, another outstanding human being named Luke Luttrell, and he is a digital billboard designer. So I asked him one day if he would Skype with my students and just talk about how he used equations, percents, and decimals as part of his career. And he said yes, and it was an amazing Skype call. He actually had digital billboard behind him and, um, and tied that into equations and had students solve some of these equations, comparing it to a TV and computer screen and, and um, showed the brightness and showed like different percentages and, and tied it in with decimals as far as the brightness of the, of the LED bulbs. Well, he did all of that. And then at the end of the Skype call, he actually challenged my students to create their own digital billboard designs for a math um, public service announcement. Because um, my students had talked about how it was so accepted in society to say that I can't do math, but that it wouldn't be as acceptable to say I can't read. So we had a great discussion about that. And so then um, our expert challenged my students to create the PSAs, which they did. They got into groups of three or four and they used a PowerPoint slide and they were able to use um, scale factor to create their digital billboard slide to be what it would um, in proportion to the real digital billboard. And they connected also during that project with professionals that came in the classroom and gave my students feedback. They were, they were graphic designers and um, other people that gave that as part of their career gave professional presentations that came and critiqued and, and collaborated with my students to help them make their PSA the best that it could be. And then we, um, they actually presented their final project to this digital billboard designer, um, who then chose the top three um, designs and, and put them on three digital billboards in Kansas for two weeks. Wow. So that, you know, that was a way that First, probably a career that so many of my students didn't even know existed. And then second, they were able to see how much math was part of his job. And then third, they were able to use the math that we were learning to do something really cool and actually even publish their work. Um, and as well as get those um, the amazing experience of really promoting their product and trying to, to sell it so that they would be chosen. I, I love the real world examples. And really, when we're looking at creating authentic learning environments, that really is what it's all about these days, you know, making sure that students not only know the what the how, but, but really the why. And, and I love what you just said, people didn't even realize that some of these careers existed, but you've used applications like video conferencing, like Skype to 
open a brand new world to some of these kids. When when you're looking at a full day schedule, maybe you've got you know four, five, six classes. Are you asking an expert to do this with your class four or five or six times a day, or how do you schedule all of this stuff together? Right. Well, it really depends on on the expert. Um, sometimes that's that's not possible with who it is, and so I'll use um, some kind of screen recording. Um, to to record the Skype call and then show it to my other classes. That's certainly something I have done in the past. Um, something I did this school year is I knew that I wanted to, um, this year I'm teaching seventh grade accelerated math and then a class of on-level seventh grade math. And I knew that I wanted to start the year in a really exciting way for these kids um, to kind of give them a little bit of a taste of what to expect during the year. And so I remember thinking, well, um, what's something that they're excited about? What's something that they're going to really care about? And then it hit me that the Olympics is what everybody was interested in and was all over the media. And every, you know, people were so um, interested in the Olympics at that time when school started this year. So I thought, well, that's an, the obvious answer t- for math connections. And so um, I, I had my students do a Olympic themed genius hour. So I gave them a whole list of, of seventh grade math standards to choose from and had them choose whichever one they were interested in. And then they were able to research whatever topic they wanted to. So some of them researched a specific athlete. Some of them, um, they had the essential question of, does age really matter? And how much does time matter? And so they looked at, um, you know, a different cat- a certain category and the difference between first, second, and third place, or they researched age and see, does that matter um, in the outcome of the events? And so they got to choose what they researched and that, and they did that in a few, in uh, over about a week for their genius hour project. Well, then we actually had Skype calls with different Paralympic athletes. So for that, I was able to, um, connect my students with three different Olympic Paralympic athletes. So I had one for each class that did the Skype call. So it was the same kind of premise. I wanted the Olympic athletes to talk about the math. I gave them our math standards and asked them to, to speak to that. And then our students interviewed them about the math that they use um, as an, as an Olympic athlete. Um, But each of their message was also a a little different because they were they were different athletes. I think it's easier to get a yes when it's a 20 minute time commitment versus if you're asking someone to, to talk to your class all day. That's a little bit of a of a tougher sell. Mm hmm. When um, one of the oh, sorry. No, I was going to ask uh, as far as putting all this together. Is there a recommended uh, equipment list that you have in your classrooms? Do you use a webcam? Are you using surface tablets? What do you use to actually connect with these people? Um, I was just using my school laptop and a webcam. Nice. Tell us a little bit about the students and how they interact. Do you start off the year by saying, look, you know, our classroom has no walls. We have no borders. We're going to be doing these wonderful things. Or do you just have them come in one day and then pop the video camera and there's an astronaut? (laughs) Well, um, I don't know that I've ever used the phrase, our classroom has no walls. I think students use that phrase, which is, I think is way cooler than me telling them that. I think it's awesome for them to come up with that on their own and kind of come up with that aha on their own. Um, I What I tell kids is that we're going to learn a lot this year, but we're also going to do a lot with what we're learning. And we're going to see um, why what we're learning is meaningful and important. 
Mm -hmm. um, so they like the idea of doing something with the math that they're learning. You know, I, I'm, I'm just sitting here listening to you going, I wish my math teachers used to do that stuff with us. And I wish that we had the technology and it's so easy now. And, you know, we're, we're about to embark on something called the Skypeathon. We've been talking about it over the last couple of podcasts here. But, you know, this year on November 29th and 30th, we as teachers have a goal to go at least 3 million, if not 5 or 6 million miles all across the world, interacting with other educators, interacting with professionals. Can you talk to us a little bit about what the Skypeathon is and really what it means for you as a teacher in your classroom environment? Absolutely. Yes, I think we will easily meet that goal. I know we surpassed the goal last year of 1 million miles so quickly. So I um, think I'm really excited about the Skypeathon coming up, excited that we've upped the ante a little bit with the goal, but I think we'll, I, I believe that we're going to meet that and surpass that as well, because um, I think so many educators around the world saw the power of using Skype in their classroom to, to connect students with other classrooms, with other experts, and, and just to see that, um, to see what other students all over the world are learning. Um, <clears throat> so for my classroom, I, I can't even remember right now how many miles my students traveled, but I can tell you some of the places they traveled. They traveled all over the United States during the Skypeathon days. Um, they they traveled to Greece, they traveled to Australia, um, and Kenya and Vietnam. Wow. Um, they have been they have been actually I think that there were a few other places too, but the uh, Philippines I know we did the Philippines too. So um, those are just a, a sample because I know we did more than that as well through some of the um, video messaging that we were able to do. But it was an easy connection for my math standards. <clears throat> I'm very intentional um, anytime that I use technology and um, Skype or or any other thing like that, that I'm very intentional about making sure it's connected to our standards and being very transparent about how it is. And so one of the big things that we use to connect it to our math is I actually created some math tasks to help students um, kind of show what they showcase what they were learning is they were they would find the miles between the places that we were Skyping. And then they were doing conversions in math at the time. So it worked out perfectly. And so they converted the distance to like feet and yards and kilometers. And then we had the discussion about, um, you know, we're talking about Skype miles, but we talked about does everywhere in the world use miles? And so that was a great math discussion too. Um, and, you know, which one's greater, a mile or a kilometer? And so that was just a, a little sample of how we connected the skype -a to math. Um, we did some, <clears throat> we did a mystery decimal hmm. Um, I think it was a mystery decimal area code Skype with a classroom. We did some Skype cahoots and then we did some, um, we did like some sharing of research and statistics with some classrooms as well. Uh, you know, it's amazing what you guys are doing out there with all the Skypeathon stuff. Again, Skypeathon is November 29th to 30th. Stacey, I got to ask you, when you're saying that you're traveling to all these places, where are you finding the connections? How do you find somebody in, you name the place to actually reach out. And then how do you plan that, you know, their time zone, your time zone, you've got a fifth period class. At the, ha, tell us a little bit about that process here. Sure. Well, the easy answer for that is the Microsoft and education, um, Microsoft educator community website. 
my, are you still, okay, sorry, I just had a pop up. Um, so is the Microsoft Educator Community website is the easiest. It's just education.skype.com. And you have to, you go to the website and you register for an account. If you don't already have one, you can do so in just a matter of minutes. Um, and once you've done that, there are countless of connections already available and vetted for you. You could spend hours and hours and hours <clears throat> browsing all the connections and all of the resources and all of the lessons that are already there. So that's the easy answer, the easy button to get started. So, so by doing that, you can see classrooms all over the world that want to Skype with other classrooms. You can see experts that are willing to Skype with, with um, different classrooms. You can do virtual field trips, um, have guest speakers into your classrooms, and, and also see different projects that are available for your content area or um, a specific topic that you're wanting to focus on. You know, I think one of the best things about the MIE program is the fact that you can reach out there and have a family of people at your fingertips for help, for just, you know, for, for resource, for guidance. One of those people that you and I both have a common connection with is my regional lead, Kyle Calderwood. You recently <laughs> put a blog post together with him that we're going to actually link on our show. This is, of course, our uh, MIE Spotlight Series podcast number five. Five, um, which you can subscribe to again over at teachercast.net slash MIE audio. And tell us a little bit about um, your connection with Kyle and the blog post that you guys did, which of course came out of being a part of the, you know, educator community. Absolutely. Well, Kyle is an incredible human being and a great friend. I'm so grateful to call my friend and my colleague. Um, he is and kind of a mentor too. So he gently nudges me in many, many ways and has helped me grow as, as an educator and as far as my um, proficiency in different education and my um, taking risks to try new things. <clears throat> so I met Kyle through the Skype Master Teacher Program, um, which was started a few years ago. And we have an online a Skype community where it was around 20 teachers at the time when, when it was first started. And we would just connect with each other in a Skype chat um, at the time. And so I got to know him through the Skype chat, just collaborating and sharing ideas and, and kind of um, just supporting one another as a group in a big group. And then um, when we went to ISTE two summers ago when it was in Philadelphia, or no, it was, I first met him when we went to E2 in Seattle. So um, that's the first time I was able to connect with him in person. And, um, and so we became great friends from then. And then we were able to go to Philadelphia as well for ISTE. And then ISTE this last year um, in Denver. And um, just through technology, through Skype and through GroupMe and, um, you know, Voxer and Twitter and all of those types of things, we've been able to collaborate a lot. And like I said, he's helped me grow so much and has been such a, such a support and a, um, just a great friend to me throughout throughout the last few years. We will definitely have a link to Kyle. Kyle's been a, a good friend of ours and a big supporter of what we're doing over here at TeacherCast for the last couple of years. Well, so for all the years, I should say. And uh, we will definitely have a link to the post. Um, I, and I got to ask you here, the MIE program, what, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to be a Microsoft innovative educator expert? And, and how outside of knowing Kyle, of course, has it improved the work that you're doing in the classroom? Well, first, I'd say that I just have 
it, it's enriched my life by bringing great friends into my life. Um, you know, great friends that I didn't already have. So I think that journey started when I went to E2 in Seattle a couple of years ago, and I was to just able to connect with so many amazing people. And I say that it was a happy accident that I was somehow selected to be a part of that because, and a part of those people, because I just think the world of the other MIEs that I have met. Um, and it's just such a supportive community of people who are willing to, um, you know, cheerlead you. And just, it's just such a, um, just a, just such a positive PLC, um, people who are willing to help you meet your goals and such great resources. There's somebody, somebody in the MIE group is an expert at whatever it is that you need and is willing to help you grow as an educator too. So I think being an MIE expert to me has been an incredible PLC um, and out of this world PLC um, to help me become a better educator. But it's also been um, just to meet wonderful, wonderful, great people and friends as well. Of course, if you're interested in being an MIE, you can, of course, learn more about it. We have our, our you know, ritual every what is it? First Tuesday and third Tuesday of every month, we have our, our Microsoft Education sponsored tweets meets uh, using the hashtags OneNoteQ and, of course, MSFTEDU chat. All information about that is over on our website over at teachercast.net slash MIE Spotlight. Now, Stacy, I, I can't let you go without asking Are you interested in me? giving you a little questions here about well, your involvement in the program here. I got, these are tough questions here. I got to hey, tell can you. I share a, can I share an amazing story about one of my students real quick? Oh, absolutely. Impact of Skype on her, her life. Go for it. Okay. Well, I had her as a sixth grade student and then I had her again as a seventh grade student. And in sixth grade, she was part of a um, collaborative project called Project Link, where we um, collaborated with, with many schools around the world and the outcome with students working together, working and learning together. And they were able to bring clean water to two schools and many homes in Kenya. Well, this student, her name is Molly Beaver. She, like I said, she was in my classroom in sixth grade. And then right before seventh grade, she's an eighth grader now. She had the idea that she wanted, she was so moved and her life was so impacted by the learning of that project and being able to Skype with those students in Kenya and seeing, seeing their lives and how we were able to do something so little to impact their lives. She wanted to use her gift to do something more. So she actually worked with a song with a top 10 American Idol songwriter who wrote a song for her called when you dream big. And she ended up recording that song on it's, it's a song on iTunes and she's giving all of her proceeds from that song to, um, to continue to bring clean water to those schools in Kenya. So now she's an eighth grader and her story has continued. And now she's actually um, publishing a children's storybook about that as well. So it's pretty cool about the impact that, um, you know, one Skype call can have on its students and on their future. Would you uh, be so kind as to share the link to the iTunes and we can put it on the blog yeah, post? I can definitely do that. I would love to absolutely share that out. So I have a few questions for you here. Are you ready to okay. take the challenge? Yes, I am. Now, I think you've been answering this throughout the whole podcast here, but my first question is, why are your kids awesome? Why are my kids awesome? Huh. Um, I think for their just willingness to try. 
um, when they are given opportunities and challenges, they, um, you know, they don't hesitate. They, they say, what are we going to do with this? And, um, you know, they, I guess it's the lack of, of self being self-conscious and they just like to jump in and experience things. Um, so they're just so willing to learn. And, um, you know, I love middle school kids. Middle school kids are awesome and they're just so um, grateful and they're so fun. They're like little adults. So, um, so that's why my students are awesome. That was a good answer. All right. Let's, let's see if we can make this a little harder on you here. What is the best teachable moment you've ever had? Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know if I can come up with, I, I would come up with an answer, but it's probably not going to be the best answer. The best teachable moment. Um, you know, I don't know if it's a moment, but something I tell my students is just to be a good human being. And that's, that's the one rule in our class is to be a great human being. And what does, you know, what does that mean? And so, you know, being kind to one another and that, you know, you treat everybody with kindness. You can think whatever you want in your head. You can say whatever you want at home, but you've got to treat everybody here with kindness. And so I try to use any opportunities in the classroom that I can for that, um, to all go back to that big idea. That, that, that's a good one too. <laughs> Um, I'll give you one more here. Um, I know we've been talking about Skype. I know we're talking about the Skypeathon here, and I and I, I want you to kind of translate this to to your particular situation. But what advice do you have for teachers getting started with? And I have getting started with Office three sixty five with whatever. But let's just kind of say any advice to teachers who maybe are jumping into the Skypeathon for the first time. Okay. Um, that just do it because your kids are going to love it. They're not going to care if something doesn't go as planned. They're not even going to notice if something goes, goes as planned. Um, they're going to remember it. And, um, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those days of the year that they leave school and they're going to tell their parents all about it. They're going to be so excited and motivated about it. So just do it. And, um, the kids will take over. If you provide the opportunities, then give kids opportunities to lead and, that usually works out the best when it's not something that you can predict how, not something that you can predict the outcome of. Um, I think, you know, helping kids just spending even five minutes before a Skype call and reviewing basic, um, just basic respect in a Skype call as far as like, you know, positive body language, smiling, nodding, um, not messing with things on your lap, um, and introducing themselves, saying thank you after they hear someone speak. So spending just a few minutes doing that can can make a big impact on the Skype call. Um, but I would say do it because once you have your first once you have your first experience, it gets easier. But you're going to be even more excited and on fire to keep going and keep providing those experiences for your students. You know, I, I love that. Once you get it done the first time you're going to want to keep going with it. That is absolutely excellent advice. 16 years teaching math, Microsoft innovative educator, expert, regional leads, uh, sway champion, remind connected educator, go noodle ambassador, uh, a Skype master teacher. What hasn't she done? Uh, you can of course find her online at S Ryan, a L R. And you of course can see all the information on more on her with all of her blog posts over on our channels. You can check us out 
out over at teachercast.net slash M-I-E audio on iTunes. And all this video is going to be over on teachercast.net slash M-I-E video. Check out the wonderful, the talent, and the lovely Stacey Ryan. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for continuing to be an inspiration to all Microsoft Innovative Educators. Thank you so much. Once again, I want to thank Stacey Ryan for all the great work that she's been doing in her math class and for taking time tonight to share some of her passions for not only classroom integration of technology, but for global integration of technology. I encourage you guys, check out the Skypeathon on November 29th and 30th. All you have to do is go over to skypeathon.com, register for the global educator community, reach out, find another classroom, find another expert. We want to help everybody get connected remember we're pushing for more than three million miles of skyping over the next couple days at our skypeathon we of course want to reach out and have you guys connect with us here and maybe even be a guest on our show reach out to me on twitter at teachercast or reach out to the other microsoft community members at microsoft underscore edu and at OneNote edu This show is going to be archived over at teachercast.net slash M-I-E Spotlight. And what we'd really encourage you guys to do is to support us by subscribing to this on audio and on video over at teachercast.net slash M-I-E Audio and M-I-E Video. We've been having a great time. It's just the beginning for this show. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 5. My name is Jeff Bradbury, encouraging you to not only check out the Skypeathon, not only check out the tweet meets, but to reach out and connect with other educators and get your classroom connected. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network and Microsoft Education, keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.